Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Esther Dillard and Doug Davis to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Esther and Doug, welcome back to the show. How have you guys been? Oh, great. How are you? I'm I'm great, man. I'm, it's my birthday today. I'm I'm enjoying myself. Oh. I'm happy to be with. Happy birthday! With you thank you. Thank you. you. Finally turned it. legal, man. All right, that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's not all about me today, uh, as we all know. Um, first things first, we have to talk about the biggest story in our country right now. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted for the fourth time in Fulton County, Georgia, for election tampering. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces to this story. So, Esther, uh, let's hear the latest from you. And then, Doug, we'll come to you next. Well, I'll try to give you the brief version as best I can, because there's a lot. Uh, a Georgia grand jury indicted former President Donald Trump and 18 other people. Mm -hmm. The charges um, allege a sweeping scheme to overturn the 2020 election. Some of the most recognized names in this list of 18 people include Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, those are two uh, lawyers uh, for Trump, and Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff. Mm -hmm. There are also two black candidates, I mean, not candidates, but two black defendants as well. Mm -hmm. One is called Trevian Kuti. She's a black Chicago-based publicist who used to work for former black entertainer Kanye West. The other is Harrison Floyd, the leader of a group called Black Voices for Trump. Mm. Now, news outlets report that Cootie and Floyd allegedly tried to influence the testimony of Ruby Freeman. She's a Black Fulton County election worker um, before the grand jury investigation. Wow. The 97-page indictment includes 41 felony counts. Many of them are charges of felony racketeering and numerous other conspiracy accounts. And the latest detail to come out of this whole thing is Black Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has asked a judge to try this case on March 4th, 2024, if the request is granted by a judge, 
it would be potentially putting that trial day a day before Trump competes in the Super Tuesday primary contests. Wow. Yeah. And finally, all Trump and the 18 people, the alleged co-conspirators, have to turn themselves in by Friday, August 25th. And the word is that all the defendants have to be fingerprinted and get mugshots. The sheriff has promised the media that he's going to provide uh, them with Trump's mugshot in the event that he is fingerprinted and given a mugshot. And in that county, all the proceedings are done with cameras in the courtroom. So that's a potential trial that will be televised. And that is it in a nutshell, pretty much. Mm, okay. All right, Doug. Talk to Interesting. You, I was speaking to, uh, thank you, sir. I was speaking to some Republicans, <clears throat> some friends of mine, Black Republicans recently. And, you know, we were kind of volleying back and forth about the whole uh, Trump indictment thing. And I have a message for Black Republican voters. And this is, I think, how, you know, many uh, Black Democrats are thinking regarding the indictment of Donald Trump. If Barack Obama, Joe Biden, heck, if any uh, other Democrat in office who attempted to overthrow the 2020 elections, you know, what would they say? They would say, you know, would they say it's a political witch hunt? Uh, you know, I doubt it. So I applaud Fonnie Willis for her courage, her hustle. Uh, the federal government uh, only hit Trump with four counts. Fonnie dropped a whole lot more than that. So, you know, what does this indictment uh, of uh, Trump mean for black Americans? Uh, well, for some of us, it means that Finally, we may be seeing some sort of balance. Uh, Trump already claims that he's untouchable, said that many times. Uh, so we see so much injustice against black people. Uh, to some of us, it's kind of like an aha moment, uh, kind of a gotcha moment that we're feeling right now. I love the reaction from the NAACP president and CEO Derek Johnson, who wrote a statement saying, quote, the fourth indictment against the former president serves as another stark reminder that in a democratic society, absolutely no one is above the law. Let's be clear, every individual, even those who've held the nation's highest office, must be held accountable. This is what justice looks like. Sure, sure. You know, there's a, a lot going on here. Um, the fact is, as you mentioned, you know, he's kind of moved and said many times uh, like he's untouchable. And I think that a lot of us started to believe that. And then when you start to look at his circumstances, uh, this is a RICO charge. Um, and also, I'm, I believe it carries a minimum five-year sentence uh, if convicted. And so, um, it's kind of an interesting uh, turn of events. And, and a lot of people have said that this is the most uh, likely um, indictment to actually render consequences for uh, this man's actions um a little another little fun fact here is that um you know as you mentioned uh, esther he's expected to surrender at fulton county jail on the 25th that's also the same jail where Lashawn thompson uh his body was found covered in those bed bugs oh, wow. so um you know there was a little piece on fox news funnily enough where they finally started paying attention to inmate conditions because of of this story that we covered extensively here on the Black Information Network. And, um, you know, he's, he's certainly not doing himself any favors in the lead up to, um, you know, his his trial and his, his his booking and all this sort of stuff. In fact, he planned a, a press conference uh, via his social media to respond to these these charges and to finally, quote unquote, uh, you know, um, provide the evidence 
that we've all been waiting for for years to suggest, you know, definitively that the election was stolen from him. And his lawyers are pushing back uh, saying, hey, that's not a good idea. You're going to make this case a lot harder for us. And that was going to make it a lot harder for you. But, you know, he moves how he moves. And, you know, we're, we're we have to watch the show. We especially have to watch the show. I'm sure if we didn't work in this space, we'd be super tired of this guy. But um, we'll definitely be paying attention. And, you know, for those that are really um, invested in in the outcome, uh, we're going to keep keep following the story and, and provide as up to date information as we possibly can. So um, that's not the only uh, news that is almost as big as my birthday. Another huge story, of course, is um, the unfortunate series of events that have taken place in uh, Hawaii. So uh, those Maui wildfires, um, officials are now suggesting that Hawaii's utility company may be at fault. Um, so let's get a little bit more on this. Doug, this time we'll start with you and then Esther will follow up with you. Yeah, over 110 people uh, are now confirmed dead. Yeah, it's 111 now, just just a few minutes ago. Right, yeah. right. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it could rise every, you know, minute yeah. or so, depending on what they find. But yeah, so, you know, they're calling it the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. Mm -hmm. uh, searches, again, are continuing as hundreds more are missing. Uh, the devastating wind-driven blaze tore through uh, the town of Lahaina uh, on the island of Maui. Roughly 2,000 people still without power. Uh, estimates are that the economic cost could approach $7 billion right now. Biden opened up the floodgates uh, as the island is now receiving lots of federal assistance, National Guard, FEMA on the scene. Lots of community efforts, too, are underway across the country from various organizations and just quite frankly, people. A lot of people are just taking it upon themselves uh, to do whatever they can. I know here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I live, uh, Hawaiians call this the Ninth Island Tons of relief efforts uh, are taking place. Clark County has given the okay for city safety services to be deployed to the island to assist in recovery efforts. Our prayers go out to folks from the island and everyone that's affected. Sure, sure. Esther, um, let's let's get your thoughts, too. Sure. It just a sad story, especially knowing that the last um, the latest was that they believe that the the fires may have been started by a tree falling on a power line mm -hmm. and that that flame that the flames got out of control because of the winds and that that's what it was the initial they believe may have been the initial cause and um many black celebrities um have been stepping up to the plate well before i say that the other thing that was interesting in it in this is that some people were saying that the electric company might be at fault yeah and we're saying why they didn't turn those electric power lines off people were concerned about that why did they do that and the the latest i've i've heard about is that they were saying that the the um fire hydrants were powered by electricity oh. and they didn't want to turn them off turn the power off and then turn the water off but then there are reports that those fire hydrants across the region were not functioning correctly anyway. So it, it's a it's a big mess that a lot of people are going to be looking at quite a bit, I'm sure, to figure out what were some of the things that were done that could have been done better so that people's lives um, in the future won't won't be lost because of a fire. Sure. 
Um, the other thing was that many black celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, um, who reportedly owns about a thousand acres on the island of Maui, she's visiting shelters, she's offering food, clothing, whatever she can to help. And um, she told media outlets that after the smoke is cleared, that she's going to donate a sizable amount to locals when it becomes clear what the people really need to rebuild. Yeah. Um, because if you look at those pictures, it looks like a bomb went off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, per- President Barack Obama, who used to he grew up there. Um, he went on social media asking people to donate to Hawaiian charities and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, while he's not Hawaiian, he urged his fans to donate to um, Hawaiian Community Found the Hawaii Community Foundation. Sure. And um, so those are some of the big names that have been speaking out to help. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, in the Rock's case specifically, he's um, a Polynesian. His, his mother is Polynesian. His father is Black. And so I know he has a real strong connection to the Hawaiian Islands and Jason Momoa and a lot of other celebrities that we claim to one degree or another. Um, but, you know, to your point, you know, the devastation, uh, the islands I actually saw a video on uh, Reddit and it was like personal uh, cell phone video of the fires burning and it was by some people who were in the water they were probably either waiting or just off the beach and they had to get in the water um and wet the cloths so that they can cover their face and breathe because the smoke was everywhere and all you could see in the distance like you know maybe 10 15 feet in front of you know the camera you can see other people family members, elderly people, people holding babies, pets, all that stuff in the water. But off in the distance through the thick smoke, you could see the fires everywhere. And it was just, we're in the water. We can go up there where the fire is. And that's really, those are, those are our only options. We have to wait here until the fires are done burning. And you could see exactly how limited these folks options were. And then, you know, a little later in the video, it picks up and they're kind of walking through still smoke everywhere, still fires burning everywhere, but the most intense fires um, that would have presented a, you know, a, a clear and present danger, an immediate danger to the to the human bodies. Um, those had burned out, and so now you're left with these just kind of smoldering little fires here and there, scattered. Um, but you know, people walking through trying to find their car, their bike, their phone, you know, um, family, you know, and it the scale of the devastation just kind of really hit me. Um, just kind of seeing some of that that footage. Finally, I didn't really. Um, get a chance to see any footage. I saw pictures only. And so when I saw that, I really, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's a paradise and it's a bunch of rich people. And no, there's a lot of people that that's where they were born and they're not rich in the way that we think. They just happen to be born there. That's their, that's their land. That's where their families are from. And a lot of folks lost everything. So um, certainly changed things in my mind. Um, And I implore folks to continue to follow this story as well. The government is trying to keep from uh, people who are rich getting land grabs of the area just to make sure that people are able to, you know, maintain their their property. It's good to hear. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest, whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. 
Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So... Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Black Information Network news anchors Esther Dillard and Doug Davis are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right. Vice President Kamala Harris has been on the campaign trail, and recently she stated that she's very concerned about the next presidential election. Esther, talk to us a bit about this, and naturally, Doug, we'll follow up with you. This conversation stemmed from an interview with MSNBC and the Reverend Al Sharpton. Woohoo! Um, he's talking about, uh, she talked about with him on a very exclusive special um, that she's really concerned about the next presidential election and how she just feels that a lot of black and brown folks may not be as energized at, to vote in the upcoming election. So she's really concerned about getting the word out and getting in in, in imploring people how important it is. Um, she said that one of the reasons was that there's been so many efforts by Republicans to make it more difficult for people to vote. And she says she understands that a lot of working class folks have obligations. They're working on multiple jobs. They have kids. And when you put another barrier in the way of voting, it matters. Um, and she says it's important to do everything we can to remind people why it's so important to vote and to fight against those who are trying to make it more difficult. Sure, sure. Doug. 
Well put. I uh, said a bunch of stuff I was uh, going to recollect as well. Um, according to Pew Research, um, they did a study. Democrats casted more votes um, over the uh, several past election cycles than Republicans. So, you know, we know why Democrats know why the barking is going on. They know why the voter suppression is out there numerically. Uh, but like Esther said, um, you know, uh, culturally, black people vote differently. Many of us have non-traditional work hours. Uh, the only time we may have off is on a Sunday. You know, sometimes we work two jobs. Uh, and, you know, some Republicans are trying to stop that, you know, uh, same with mail-in ballots, you know, and uh you know, we see the the back and forth with what's happening in Alabama, you know, with Republican lawmakers challenging the Supreme Court over its ruling that the state needs to create another black voting district. They only came back with one black voting district and one sort of black voting district. Um, so gerrymandering is a real thing. You know, uh, jockeying is real. And we're talking about seats uh, and the control of power uh, statewide and throughout the country from a federal level. It's going to be interesting to watch how the sure. Supreme Court will move on this Alabama case. Their decision, I believe, will affect other Southern states where groups like the NAACP and others have challenged congressional voting maps. Yeah, yeah, well said. Um, one of the things that I worried about when I was kind of uh, digging into this a bit was that the level of enthusiasm that Black people might have with respect to casting a vote, it, it might not be as elevated as we've seen in the past, either voting for Obama or voting against Trump. You know, that level of enthusiasm might be a little bit more um, subdued. And I think that that, that that might have made its way into uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's thoughts when you know she made these comments because um again you know we we've seen how bad things can get but i i know that a lot of us uh black folks were very excited to cast our votes for uh obama in you know 20 2008 and then in 2012 um and i i, I know that the, the administration that we have now is a solid administration. I'll say that um, every administration comes with, you know, positives and negatives and, you know, their circumstances and so forth. Um, all things considered, this is it's solid. We haven't gotten much worse. Let Republicans tell it, you know, it's the end of the world. But, you know, uh, when you actually peel back a couple of layers and you look at what's really going on, um, we don't get it. Nobody gets everything they want. And so I'm not super mad at it, but also, as you can tell, it's not like the same type of enthusiasm when it comes to voting for Obama or even voting for uh, Kamala Harris. That might feel a little bit more, you know, on brand with us being excited about visiting um, the polls. But uh, I'm sure that there's a component of that there as well. And, it, you know, as long as it doesn't get any worse or any better, there's really no incentive to all right, let me get around all these obstacles put in place by often enough, you know, conservative Republicans um, so that I can even cast a vote in the first place or to to even know that this effort will be counted properly uh, in the end. You know, and so um, 
you know, all things that we have to consider. Obviously, I can't say all that without saying that it is our duty <laughs> to uh, to participate in this democracy. Um, as as always, whether we're excited about it or not, we have a responsibility to our future and to our posterity to do so. And um, it's not as bad as it was, and hopefully it won't get any worse. And uh, that's just going to have to be good enough for now. So um, finally, uh, we do have to mention this. The world lost an icon, and certainly we lost an icon this week with the passing of Clarence Avant, the age of 92. Uh, Doug, you are one of our resident music aficionados. So share with us the impact that Clarence Avant had on black music. And naturally, wow. Esther will follow up with you. That's a big one right there. I don't yeah. think I could even fit it into this this podcast. Mm. Uh, but you know, Black Godfather man passed away. Uh, his legacy will live on most likely forever uh, because he impacted so many icons in our in our business of music. Um, oh, yeah. He's a perfect example, in my opinion, of a true networker and a true humanitarian. When those two come together, you get this brother named Clarence. Yeah. Born 19, what, 31 in uh, North Carolina, uh, was a young adult, traveled up north to find work, ended up uh, getting a manager gig at a nightclub where he met uh, his soon-to-be mentor, Joe Glasser, who managed uh, Louis Armstrong at the time, another artist of the day. Uh, this was in the 60s, about, went on to help the career of Quincy Jones. I mean, that right there is extremely monumental just with him and of course discovered bill weathers uh served as chairman of the board at motown uh was the first black board member at polygram records um his work with the atlanta braves and home run slugger hank aaron is iconic securing uh the baseball star with a huge multi-million dollar deal with coca-cola never ever has seen before by a, a black superstar athlete and that's just some of the big stuff uh, the out front stuff, the things he accomplished behind the scenes is just as amazing. Um, I spoke with Dina Andrew, a good friend of his not long ago, and she shared some amazing stories about about Clarence. Uh, if you have not seen the Netflix documentary, The Black Godfather, I suggest you take an hour or so out of your day yeah. with your kids or by yourself and just and just watch it and you'll be you'll be amazed. And so we lost an icon forever, but his legacy will again live on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Esther. Well, um, the only thing I really can add to this is that um, my husband and I were talking about Mr. Avon and he said that he once met him. Well, he met him a couple of different times and once at a restaurant uh, after the death of Percy Sutton in 2009. And for many of those who don't know who Percy Sutton is, he was an activist, a black activist in the civil rights movement. He was a lawyer. He was also a freedom writer and a legal representative for Malcolm X. So he's big stuff. And when he passed away, my husband and I, uh, not me, but my husband and a few of his friends were having dinner um, after the funeral. And he said he briefly met him at this restaurant, shook his hand, told him it was honored and um, pretty much seated at a table with a small group of friends. Well, when he pulled out his credit card to pay for the meal, the waiter said, don't worry about it. Mr. Avon paid your bill. Mm -hmm. And he looked over at the table to thank him and he was already gone. <laughs> so it was kind of the kind, it just kind of shows the character of the man yeah. who, you know, that most many people call the, the godfather. The black godfather. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, uh, obviously uh, life well lived and, um, 
we are going to continue to honor his legacy by playing his music and um or playing the music that he helped bring into the culture um i'm a big fan of you know bill withers and you know lionel richie and isaac hayes and uh, you mentioned quincy jones babyface um the, the list goes on it, and then obviously his his work in the political arena his work in activism you know just a a tremendous figure and uh we're glad to have 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 had him and uh we honor him today so with that in mind, I'd like to thank you both, as always, for your insight. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Esther Dillard and Doug Davis. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 